Greetings and welcome to one of the most important and difficult podcasts I've had to bring you since this program was started in July 2020. Normally, I wouldn't combine two topics as I'm doing today, but both issues are urgent and of world importance. This may make this podcast a little longer than usual, but because of the urgency and the deadlines, it's necessary. I'm Pam Christian, the researcher, writer, producer, and host of this show called Faith to Live By. It's a program designed to help people discover and live in life-giving truth that mainstream media is not reporting. Why does mainstream media censor the news? Because proponents of a one-world order control the media and seek to rule over us through their controlled narrative. My regular listeners know, but new listeners won't know, that this podcast is about being engaged in what God is doing so we can actually see his kingdom will done on earth as it is in heaven. This means God's people must hear him and obey him by being engaged in the culture. For far too long, the church has sequestered in their holy huddle, making no appreciable impact on the world, which was part of my conversation with Prophet Barry Wunsch in the past couple of weeks. It has always been God's instruction for his people to go into all the nations and to preach the gospel, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and to teach people all that he has commanded. God has intended us to be the ecclesia, or the church, and to be involved as the leading influence in the world, leading people into truth, and in turn subduing evil, and for the ecclesia to remain separate from evil. For these reasons, this podcast explores current events from a biblical and prophetic perspective, so we, as God's children, can know what he wants us to do in response to evil in our midst. The ecclesia has been given all Christ's authority and power to accomplish all God has asked of us. Yet many of God's people live in fear of all that's going on in the world. Many people are hiding and waiting for Jesus to return to rescue us. But we must realize fear is of the enemy and is the primary tactic the enemy uses to control us. Through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, God has fully given his people everything we need, not only for our personal redemption, but to accomplish his will for the people of the earth to know the truth and to choose with whom and what they want to be aligned with, God and all that is good, or Satan and all that is evil. As I've said many times, I believe the reason the world is in the mess it's in today is because God's people fail to be properly engaged in the culture as the leading influence over people and demonic spirits, which has impaired our ability to take dominion over and subdue evil. However, and most gratefully, God is faithful to his people even when his people are not faithful to him. In these very days, God has promised to intervene in our behalf. In fact, it's already begun. We're just not hearing about it because mainstream media, who is owned by the evil cabal, want to keep us completely uninformed. They are seeing their plans fall and fail. They are seeing their deepest secrets being exposed. They are turning on one another. And this chaos in the enemy's camp is escalating because of God's intervention. Later, I will share part of a prophetic word from Julie Green about 2024, but first, I want to present two pressing matters that need our prayers of intercession and our practical involvement to see the victory Christ died to give us. 
And I have every reason to believe we will see God's miraculous intervention early this year and beyond, so we need to pray into God's promises. In fact, I have uploaded a complimentary copy PDF of my personal prayer, Seeking God for 2024, and I invite you to download it from my Beyond the Podcast page. Being in agreement in prayer now is extremely important, so learn where to go to download your copy toward the end of this podcast. The two fronts we need to be focused on today are the ground war between Israel, Hamas, and now Hezbollah, and the silent war between good and evil that involves the World Health Organization. Both the ground war and the silent war are schemes that proponents of a one-world government are advancing. Before I begin, I want to thank so many of you who contacted me. I'm elated to hear from you. One of the issues brought to my attention was about the show notes. So here's the deal about the show notes. Every podcast platform has a different allowance for written content. This is why at the top of the show notes, you'll find the words, use this link for complete show notes, which then takes you to my webpage. On that landing page, there's a show more button for each season. The last season you see listed on that page is always the current season. So once you click on the appropriate season, you need to scroll down to find the show notes for the specific episode you're interested in. I wish each podcast platform would show the entire show notes, but they don't. So going to my webpage is the only solution. And also, thanks to Lori's suggestion, I'm adding my email to the top of the show notes to be sure it's not cut off by the podcast platforms, making it easy for you to contact me. Okay, about the Middle East. I spent considerable time researching and presenting the ancient battle between Israel and its neighbors. If you didn't hear those podcasts, I recommend you do so you can be certain you know the truth and you're not among those who are promoting evil because you are misinformed. The propaganda about the Palestinians has been perpetuated for decades, largely by the United Nations, which is being used by proponents of a one-world government to advance their agenda. As soon as Israel was attacked by Hamas on October 7th, I knew I had to help us know the truth. The four episodes you want are 172, 173, 174, and 175, which posted on October 18th, October 25th, November 1st, and November 8th. I will have them listed in the show notes. The attack by Hamas on Israel about three months ago was, in my researched opinion, an effort by self-appointed elite to create World War III. Since the Ukraine conflict failed to create World War III, they transitioned to a more volatile area of the world to generate a full-scale world war. I don't know if you are aware, but events in the Middle East escalated over the weekend of January 6th and 7th, 2024. Amir Safadi, whom I trust to provide accurate reporting, posts video updates on Telegram in effort to inform the world of what's really taking place. Along with him, I'm confident if the world knew the gross violations against humanity being conducted by the terrorist groups, the world would agree the aggressor is not Israel. What's more, by following the money, we can see the evil efforts are to rid the world of Jews, Christians, and the United States, who are seen as the only real threats to a one-world order. Did you know, in addition to Hamas attacking Israel from Gaza on October 7, 2023, on October 8, 2023, Hezbollah began launching its own rockets from the north. 
Most people are not aware that Israel is fighting on five different fronts right now. Israel is being attacked from Gaza, southern Lebanon, Syria, and the West Bank area of Judea and Samaria. They are also experiencing threats from Iraq and Iran. The only country they're not daily encountering is Yemen, and that's because Yemen is preoccupied on taking out U.S. forces in the area. And yes, there has been loss of American lives the news is not reporting. There are battles in the Red Sea between the Yemenites, the Houthis, and the U.S. forces. United States bases in Syria and Iraq are being attacked every few hours. More than 200 attacks of drones and rockets were committed against U.S. bases at the time of Amir's report, which was several days ago. So we can expect much more has occurred because Amir reports attacks are on an hourly basis. Why aren't we hearing about this from our own Pentagon? It's because this is an election year. Do you hear me on this? Lives of U.S. military and IDF military and lives of innocent men, women, and children are being sacrificed for political gain of so-called leaders in our nation because this is an election year. In addition, because of the Biden regime's stance, Israel is now on a direct path for conflict with the United States. All of this must be battled through prayer. The United States must never withdraw its support of Israel. If you are uncertain about the biblical importance of all of this, please go back and listen to the podcast from October and November I mentioned before. Mainstream media is not reporting that the Biden administration ordered the Justice Department to stop investigating anti-Semitic activities. The Biden administration also bypassed Congress for the sale of weapons to Israel, and the Biden administration sent Secretary of State Blinken to Israel, expecting them to stop fighting. What? Israel is defending itself, and the United States wants them to stop fighting? We must recognize all of this as an effort to weaken the United States in the eyes of the world and give way for China to become a superpower. Please understand if proponents of a one-world government can wipe out Israel and the United States, they believe they have no other credible opposition. Amir previously reported the IDF eliminated the top Hamas commander in an area controlled by Hezbollah, the most secure area of Beirut, Lebanon. Hezbollah retaliated in a strong way with more than 60 missiles and anti-tank missiles fired at an Israeli strategic installation, causing damage, but thankfully no loss of lives. Over the weekend of January 6th and 7th, 2024, Amir reports major escalations and characterizes this past weekend as one of the most difficult in the war so far. Apparently, there was a serious loss of soldiers, which he must wait to provide details on, but asks for us to pray for the families. Then, on January 8th, Israel managed to eliminate the commander of the Hezbollah's elite Red One force, which is trained to infiltrate Israel. I've posted some links in the show notes for you to learn more. While Israel has had ample success in Gaza, there are now several other fronts they are forced to defend. Most of the IDF's operations are occurring underground in the sophisticated networks of tunnels the terrorist groups have built, funded by Iran and Iraq. What do you think would happen to the minds of those who are calling for support of the Palestinians if they knew that most of the centers for Hamas, 
and other terrorist groups' operations are actually at schools, hospitals, clinics, playgrounds, and mosques. Clearly, these are places where innocent civilians frequent, and they are apparently not at all sacred to them for their own people. Over the last three months, Hezbollah has actually targeted civilians and soldiers and is now destroying all facilities and houses in Israel. About 80,000 Israelis from northern Israel and about 100,000 from southern Israel are refugees because their homes and communities have been destroyed. Reports from some of the hostages the IDF managed to recover are only now coming out because of the unimaginable horror they suffered that kept them in shock. Many of them were held in the homes of families who lived in Gaza, where they were forced to witness atrocities and cruelties against fellow Israelis, the family members enacted. As Amir said, the IDF is learning that civilians in Gaza are actively engaged with the Hamas agenda. Amir was visibly shaken at the atrocities they've discovered, and he wouldn't share on video knowing YouTube would shut it down. He refers us instead to his Telegram page to know the truth. And with his knowledge of wars of the past, he explains the atrocities perpetrated by the terrorist groups now are far worse than anything Nazi Germany did, all while people are marching in the streets protesting on behalf of the Palestinians. The truth must be made known, and here I must warn you, I'm sharing what Amir posted on his Telegram page. It is graphic and exceedingly difficult to hear, so if you want to skip ahead on this podcast, now's the time to do that. I seriously debated not sharing here, knowing you could learn from Amir's Telegram page yourself, but I decided to share just two of the horrific realities so people will understand the extent of evil Israel is fighting against, and that people would understand the extent of evil the whole world of righteousness is fighting against. The first is the IDF captured a member of Hamas who had the decapitated head of an Israeli infant in his flak jacket, intending to take it back as a trophy. The second is the IDF discovered young men found dead with their genitalia cut off and shoved into their mouths. Oh, Lord, help us. Sorry, I had to take a break before I could continue. Additionally, in every civilian home in Gaza, the IDF finds shafts that lead to terrorist tunnels, firearms and rockets, along with printed materials for school-aged children about hating Jews and killing them. And in these private residences, weapons of all sorts are stored under the beds of children, making it clear that Hamas is not just uniformed soldiers, but every citizen in Gaza. Amir reports that Gaza is the most sophisticated and largest terror base on the entire planet. Because of the intricate underground tunnel systems and more, it's the most difficult urban warfare ever. No army in history of the planet has ever had to fight in communities that are highly densely populated above ground and the most sophisticated terrorist tunnels underground. And once the IDF has Gaza sufficiently under control, then they need to move northward to fight with the largest terror organization on Earth, 
where Hezbollah's capabilities are far more superior than Hamas. The IDF estimates the war will last at least six more months up to a year, and that this war in Israel can escalate to World War III. But I reject that. Why? Because God has a covenant with Israel, because God has spoken through his trusted prophets about what he plans to do, and because people like you and me, who are armed with the truth, are praying in partnership with God to see his kingdom will done on earth, and we are doing all we can to make certain the truth is known. Amir asks us to share his videos and Telegram channels so people can learn the truth. You'll find the links in the show notes, and it's important for you to share. We need all of us to help get the truth out. Prayer, like never before, is needed for Israel and the United States. If you can, add fasting to your prayer efforts. And please don't pray from a victim mentality. Pray from a victor's perspective, because Israel and the United States are uniquely in covenant with God, who will never fail to honor covenant even when his people do. Now, let me shift to bring you the report from my guest, James Rogoski, about what the World Health Organization is doing and how we must help James get the truth out by sharing his work with as many people as possible. The deadline for us is January 27th, so please share my podcast far and wide. Share his website to get as many people engaged in promoting truth as possible starting today. James is a researcher and author who uncovered documents regarding proposed amendments to the international health regulations and was instrumental in raising awareness about them, which resulted in the amendments being rejected. James is now doing everything possible to expose the World Health Organization's hidden agenda behind the proposed pandemic treaty, as well as the World Health Organization's ongoing attempts to amend the international health regulations. Here's part one of my interview with James. James Rodgusky, I'm so glad to have you back on the program, especially considering a looming deadline we have regarding the World Health Organization. And I'd like to have you start off by talking about the 2022 amendments that we have been led to believe the World Health Organization actually passed. Well, you know, there's so much confusion about that. Um, To get right down to it, on May 28th, 2022, the World Health Organization published a document and it was on the top of it, it said that it was a, you know, an authorized certified copy. They had their lawyer's name and it was the amendments, a short collection of amendments, so five articles that they said that the World Health Assembly adopted. And then at the very bottom, it said that they did so in their eighth plenary session, their eighth day of meetings. But unfortunately for them, they've recorded all of those meetings. They're on their own website. And if you watch the eighth meeting, they never mentioned any such amendments. They certainly never voted on them. Now, don't take my word for it. You know, you can go to one of my articles or go to the WHO website and watch the video yourself. But what happened back in November of 2023, on November 28th, we managed to get a dozen members of the European Parliament to send a letter to the WHO, to the Director General, to Tedros. And they essentially said, you know, 
there's all this talk about these amendments. The, the deadline to reject them was ostensibly December 1st. And so they said, we can't find any evidence that there ever was a proper vote conducted on these amendments. And unless you, the WHO and Tedros, provide evidence that you actually voted, these are just completely null and void. And so um, that is just a testament to how far down the path of fraud the WHO is willing to go. Now, it's astonishing to me that, you know, I, I'm not surprised by mainstream media. You know, they're certainly not uh, reporting on this. But even, you know, the vast majority of alternative media have not really spoken about this. How in the world can you trust an organization that defrauds the world by saying they adopted something when they never actually had a vote? Mm -hmm. Now, for the sake of my audience members that are hearing you for the first time on the topic of the World Health Organization, could you let us understand the importance of us as citizens around the world weighing in on what the World Health Organization is doing because of the way it's set up and how the people in our own nations are not elected, but appointed. This is so key for my audience to understand. The World Health Organization is the bureaucracy or the deep state portion of that organization, but the World Health Assembly which is all of the delegates from each, every nation gets one delegate. So they meet once a year and they are supposed to be the governing body of the WHO. So just think about this for a second. A group of unelected, unaccountable, you know, unknown people show up once a year in May and they're supposed to govern a multi-billion dollar organization, you know, that's working 24-7 the whole rest of the year, they're supposed to set policy. Well, do you know who your delegates are? Does anybody in the world know who their delegates are? Did you elect them? Do you have their number on speed dial? Do they pick up the phone when you call? I mean, these are all ridiculous questions. The obvious answer is no. But they are the ones who are supposed to police the organization. Well, you know, it's it's completely out of control. And, you know, they're not accountable really to anyone. The director general can, as he has numerous times, declare a public health emergency of international concern just because he says so. And so what has happened is all of these negotiations with the amendments and the other negotiations, which are for a new uh, agreement that they're basically geared to feed the bureaucracy. One thing you know bureaucrats are really good at is building more bureaucracy. Mm -hmm. And and so um, what happened last year was even more complicated than what I just said. Originally, the Biden administration had proposed amendments on January eighteenth, twenty twenty two. Now, kudos to them. You know they did so in four months in advance of the meeting. So they met the four month in advance requirement to propose amendments. We'll talk about that in a little bit. When the word got out about what they were proposing before the meeting in May ever started, it became crystal clear that they were not even going to discuss those proposals. 
What happened instead, I feel was illegitimate, a number of nations, including the U.S., submitted a different package of amendments. There were only five, and that's what they pretended to adopt. Well, it was illegitimate from the start because you have to submit it with a four-month notice, which they did not do, and then you're supposed to vote on the darn thing, and they didn't do that either. But what Biden was trying to change was the time period where subsequent amendments would be considered and possibly rejected. And then uh, there's an 18 month period where every nation can just reject whatever these diplomats, uh, delegates decide. And then six months after that, total of 24 months after the adoption is when they would have to go into legally binding effect. Biden wanted to shorten that to six months, which if you get out your calendar, if they were to adopt anything next May, six months from that would be about December of 2024, and the Biden administration would likely still be in office. So they were trying to tighten up the time frame, speed it up dramatically, so that they could ram through whatever they're you know, negotiating now. Okay, now this is the World Health Organization, and the Biden administration just represents one country. Uh, what impact could the Biden administration have had on the other nations in the world? Well, what ultimately um, that would have done was had pushed this large package of amendments that they've been negotiating since September 30th of 2022, about a year and a quarter, you know, pushing a year and a half now. Now, there's over 300 proposed amendments that 94 different nations have submitted. And essentially, I think what happened is because the Biden administration did what they did, they upset the other nations because the other nations wanted certain things that the Biden administration is pushing for different things. And in, in my own English, you know, my own way of saying this, I think that the other nations said to the United States in response, oh, you want to change the rules? We'll show you how to change the rules. Mm. And they submitted 197 pages of amendments proposed to the international health regulations. Well, those were made public in December of 2022, so a little more than a year ago. And there's some really ridiculous suggestions in there. But what's really going on is in October, they had a meeting of the working group for all of these amendments. And I have to admit, much to my surprise, early in the first meeting on October 2nd, the co-chair, Dr. Abdullah Asiri, spoke up in the meeting and he said that they're all in agreement that they are not going to meet their deadline. All of these many changes from all of these different nations, they're not able to reach consensus. And so they then asked their legal counsel to go over the fundamental rules, which is Article 55. And it, you know, it's only a couple of sentences. It's really very clear. There really aren't any loopholes. It says any nation can propose amendments. That's fine. But you have to do so four months in advance of the meeting so that all of the other nations and the people around the world get a chance to look at it, consider it for four months. And then when they meet in May, they may decide to adopt it. Well, they said they're not going to meet their deadline. 
Well, the, the meeting begins on May 27th, so four months in advance of that is January 27th, which is right around the corner, okay? By the time, you know, most people hear this, you can be like, well, that's, that's coming up right now. If the working group does not submit, and I'll use their terminology, if they do not submit a final package of targeted amendments in alignment with Article 55, four months in advance, they don't get to make any changes this year. That's the rule. Now, they're already conspiring, and I use that word purposefully because it's not a theory. I have evidence. I published it months ago. They spent a good hour discussing how they could avoid that rule. They've already set up a meeting for February and another one for April, and they have said in public that they intend to keep negotiating. And if they have to drop it at the last minute before they vote, that's what they intend to do. Okay. Now, I want my listeners to understand the relationship of the United Nations and the World Health Organization and why we don't want any amendments passed. We want to hold them to their guidelines and how that will benefit the whole world. Well, you know, some of the changes that they seek to make are very, very interesting. And they really haven't gotten much uh, coverage either by the mainstream press for sure, or even the alternative media. The reason why these negotiations are even happening is not about health. And, and this is something that because no one has really talked about this, people are unaware of how this even got started. Go all the way back to December 1st, 2021, they had a second special session of the World Health Assembly. They normally only meet once a year, but they called a special session because the relatively poor nations around the world were not happy with how the mRNA jabs were being distributed. What happened was the wealthy nations bought up contracts for 10 times what they needed. And, you know, despite the idealistic view that, oh, if they just got, you know, two, three, four, five, six, seven jabs into everyone on the planet, then COVID would, you know, be all better. They weren't distributed in that fashion. The wealthy nations hoarded many of the contracts. They got more than they needed. And the poor nations, in retrospect, were very lucky. They got shortchanged in terms of the distribution of the jabs. They were unhappy about that, and that's why these negotiations are happening. Okay, now you're saying this as though the jabs were beneficial, because that's what we all believed at the time. Well, I wouldn't say we all believed that at the well, time. Well, thank you but for that. If, you're if right. You, if, you, if you suspend what you've come to know and realize that what they're actually engaged in are negotiations over a trade dispute... Now, if it was food and water and the wealthy nations were hoarding all the food and water and the poor nations were saying, hey, that's not fair. We need to have an agreement to you know, equitably distribute food and water. People would understand how this got started. But you fast forward two years and you look at injections that you know do not stop transmission, do not stop infection, if anything, they damage people's immune system, imbalance it, and we're having you know a, a, a wrath of God coming down upon people who took the jab, and they're getting more and more diseases of all kinds. 
you know, a sane society and sane delegates who are listening to the people would go, oh, you know what? Um, never mind. Um, we thought we wanted those, but maybe we didn't. No, 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 no. That's not what's going on. This is a trade dispute. There's money on the table. They're trying to divvy up the pie. And if their delegates don't come home with a piece of that pie, it's not good for business if you're in the business of profiteering from the next pandemic. Okay. And so what they're what what they're arguing for is investment in more laboratories and manufacturing capacity so they can profit in their home country from what I think are biological weapons. Okay, James, because we're coming down to the last minute with you, how are the World Health Organization and the United Nations related? Well, the WHO is, you know, somewhat subsidiary to the UN. Um, they actually get a lot of money from agencies in the United Nations. But the WHO has a constitution which purports, you know, I think it's illegitimate, but it purports to give them certain authorities in the health field. And it's, you know, seen as a, a perfect, perfectly positioned organization to control people based on their ability to just declare a health emergency. Yeah. And that's what we've seen. That's exactly what we've seen since 2020. James, I know I'm going to have a part two with you on this whole topic, but for right now, let my audience know how they can get a hold of you and where they can learn more, because for some people, this is brand new. It absolutely is, and it's confusing. I give everyone my phone number. It's 310-619-3055. I encourage anybody to call me if they have any questions. All of the information is available on jamesroguski.substack.com. All right. Very good. James, I'll have you back for part two in the following week. So audience, stand by. James has been a guest on my show before. So if you're new to this podcast and you want to understand more of the background, be sure to listen to earlier interviews. You'll find James' website and additional content from America's Frontline Doctors in support of what James shared today in the show notes. The covert efforts of the World Health Organization to control the people of the world under the guise of health care and the realities of the war in Israel need our involvement to help others be informed with the truth. Please share this podcast and also Amir and James' websites so that we are the people's media who promote truth. Now, I want to leave you with some amazing encouragement that God knows we need right about now. On January 8th, God spoke through Julie Green a most inspiring word that I will share in part before I close, knowing that the information I brought with today's podcast was very weighty. The title of the post was A Silent War That Will Be Won and the Return of Your Rightful President. In part, God said, 2024 is the year to restrain your enemies and the year to take back control. So receive me that I am moving and I am causing a great defeat in your enemy's camp. 2024 is a year more will fall, more will fail, more removals will occur to return things that have been stolen. 2024 is a year to restore, a year of great victory and great celebrations. So hold on, because things are about to look wild and out of control. Remember, I am in control and your enemies are not. The world is about to see and experience this great move of my hand in 2024. This is the year you've been waiting for. 
Again, the silent war that has been going on soon will be silent no more. So get ready for great changes to take place soon. Very soon, the return of your rightful president will be seen, but also the return of blessings unto my nations, a return of freedom, justice, prosperity, and liberty. Yes, a great return in 2024. Oh, there was so much more that is highly encouraging from this particular post. So make a point of watching the entire video. Julie Green, A Silent War, will be won and the return of your rightful president. I really do put my heart and soul into these podcasts, wanting very much for you to know the truth and to find the strength of faith you need in these very dark days. So won't you shoot me an email letting me know how this podcast impacts you? My email is faithtoliveby at pamelachristianministries.com. I truly welcome your communication. Next week will be part two with James Rogowski as I want to take full advantage of this time between now and January 27th to get the word out and hold the World Health Organization accountable to their own procedures. So encourage friends and family to listen next week because we really do have an excellent opportunity before us to prevent the World Health Organization from passing any amendments this election year. If you like what you hear from me with this podcast, I highly recommend my book series, my award-winning blog, and connecting with me on social media, where I can cover many more topics than I can with this weekly podcast. And consider signing up for my online certificate course in apologetics. My aim with that course is to help people learn not only how to use apologetics to share truth with others, but help Christian leaders incorporate apologetics in their respective ministries so many more Christians are confident about their faith and better able to share it. Learn more using the link in the show notes. Should you have a topic you want me to explore with this podcast, please simply let me know. Again, my email is faithtoliveby at pamelachristianministries.com. If this podcast blesses you, and I certainly hope it does, because you are the reason I work as hard as I do, would you consider partnering with me in my vision? You know that my whole goal is to help people discover and live in life-giving truth and to experience all the hope truth provides. You can, and I hope you do, personally share your faith with others. But have you thought about how many more people you could reach by partnering with me? Help me grow this podcast, get my books into more people's hands, and talk me up to others to get me more speaking engagements and increase this podcast audience, then together, as partners, we will be making a much greater impact than we can on our own. There are several ways you can choose to partner with me. Certainly, telling others about me and my ministry along with prayer is the top of the list. There is nothing as powerful as word-of-mouth endorsement or personal referrals. Buying my books and products is another way. All of my books in my Faith to Live By series were written to help people better understand the Christian faith and how to successfully live it out. Visit my website and get any or all these books with a deep discount of 20% using the word TRUTH at checkout. Supporting the businesses I feature as affiliate partners is yet another way you can partner with me. I seek to find affiliates who can offer you goods and services you need, and I have some very exciting money-saving America First goods and services you will not want to miss out on. Newest to my affiliate list is a company I'm exceedingly excited to introduce to you. If you're like me, you're tired of paying high prices for cable television, and you've been waiting for just the right company to come along who shares your values to replace your cable service. Well, I found it. It's called Q Streaming. That's C-U-E Streaming. 
They provide over 3,000 channels, including live TV with local stations from across the United States, United States networks, sports networks, movie networks, and pay-per-view events. You get all of that for about half of what most cable companies charge, and there's no contract, just a monthly subscription. Visit faithtolivebuy.myqstreaming.com to look around and sign up to start viewing the programs you like for a fraction of what you're paying now, all while supporting a Christian-owned and operated company that exclusively uses word-of-mouth advertising so as not to spend money on commercial advertisement that supports the woke movement. And don't forget, when it comes to your health, I have two different affiliate partners, Dr. Zelenko's Z-Stack Supplements and Kappa Health, formerly Infinity. Kappa Health is dedicated to helping us detoxify our bodies and get to an optimum and healthy weight. I personally love the Java Boost drink, and I think you will too. Check out all the products they have, and be sure to use my promo code at checkout, FTLB, that's for Faith to Live By, to get 20% discount on all of their products. Visit kappahealth.com. Dr. Zelenko's Z-Stack supplements contain zinc, quercetin, and vitamin C and D, which are formulated in just the right amount to help you boost your immune system. Your immune system can be weakened by over 300 different primary immunodeficiency disorders. Poor diet, lack of sleep, and adverse reactions to vaccines. I'm personally taking the supplement, and I can tell you I've been around many people who have had COVID, and I have not been sick. Use my custom link from the show notes, or go to his website and use the promo code FTLB and receive a 5% coupon discount. If you choose to subscribe, you can receive 10% off of each and every month. Also, there's Operation Tomahawk, which Scott McKay started. It's a subscription-based program that allows you to get your household and personal care items from a company that is American-owned and operated because we don't want to support the deep state. Purchase goods that are not made with toxins or genetically modified ingredients. Join me in supporting America First by refusing to buy national brands from corporations that are all part of the woke cabal. Use the link in the show notes and then follow to the drop-down menu where you'll see Faith to Live By and Pamela Christian. Click on that and then look around to learn more. And regarding your finances, I want you to know about Dr. Kirk Elliott. He's a personal wealth advisor who offers free consultations to understand your personal financial goals and to help you reach them. We are living in unprecedented times and the economy is one area the Lord has promised to overhaul. Call Kirk at 1-720-605-3900 or contact him and his team using the link in my show notes. I also have a dedicated webpage where you can learn more and hear the interviews I've had with the several different affiliate partners in the vetting process. Of course, you need to do your own due diligence to make your own decisions what to purchase. But to help you, I am researching companies, interviewing their representatives, and using their products or services to provide you with my personal recommendation. When you purchase my books, products, or services, or products and services from any of my affiliates, you get something you want, and at the same time, you support me. It's truly a benefit for all of us. Shop for yourself or shop to get gifts for friends and family. Your support is greatly appreciated. If this ministry has blessed you in any way, why not consider partnering with me in my vision to bring truth to as many people as possible? I welcome direct contributions, but they are not tax-deductible at this time. So anyone who sends a donation of $25 or more 
will receive your choice of one of my books personalized and autographed for you, or receive five of the Make America Godly Again bumper stickers. Please visit my web store to learn all about the products and services available through my ministry work. The website is PamelaChristianMinistries.com. On the checkout page, you'll find a button to make a donation. And don't forget about my own award-winning books available from my website. The series is also called Faith to Live By, and when you purchase through my web store, be sure to use the promo code TRUTH, T-R-U-T-H, use it at checkout, and get a 20% discount on your entire order. If you like the content and resource material I bring with this podcast, you'll find much more by connecting with me through my blog. In fact, my blog has been awarded two unsolicited awards for Christian content, and I'm also very active on social media. I can cover much more on social media than I can with this weekly podcast. To receive even more, please be sure to check out my dedicated podcast listeners page called Beyond the Podcast. Here's where we can connect exclusively and you can download complimentary devotionals, resources, and more. On that page, I also ask that you help me know more about what you want by completing the form visible once you scroll down the page. You can also subscribe to my complimentary bi-monthly e-newsletter. As a new subscriber, you can choose from one of three gifts I offer in appreciation for your subscription. Subscribing will make you a preferred customer, where you will receive special announcements and offers not available to others. And by subscribing, should anything happen to my podcast, I'll have a way to contact you to make sure you know where to find me. Depending upon where you listen to my podcast, if you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes, Spotify, Google, or wherever these features are available. Your review helps the show reach more people and spreads the gospel and helps people learn how to better apply their Christian faith. I hope you'll join me next week and tell your friends and family to listen right here on Faith to Live By, where we learn how to gain spiritual victory over life's issues. Until next week, I'm Pam Christian, asking you to remember, Christ died for us. The least we can do is live for Him. (laughs) 